0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Hoosier Football Tailgate here on Monday... August, October 30th, the day before Halloween, and the Hoosiers unfortunately took a, another loss on the road to Penn State, 33-24, to 24, the Nittany Lions, the number 10th ranked team in the country with the number one rated defense in all of the Big Ten Conference, and IU had its most productive day against the number 10 ranked team uh in in the country and give and also I believe it was the highest output of points that um uh Penn State had given up on uh this year uh but the Hoosiers still registered a loss there's some things that to be Positive about there's some things to look at and maybe question here as the quote unquote armchair quarterback that we all become on Mondays after a big uh, loss in that regard and listening to some of the press conference today, especially Rod Carey. You know, until you win, everything's below the line, and that's exactly right. You know, no matter how good you play in a particular game, how many points you scored, if you didn't score more than, than them, then it wasn't a very good day and it still remains below the line but in the world that they're living in right now they've got to take every little victory uh that they possibly can away from this game and i know a lot of negativity surrounded this ball game um ex- especially right after the word on the Twitterverse or what is now known as the Xverse, verse uh, where there were several uh, highly negative comments about certain aspects of that game. Of course, it's always directed at the coaching and quietly understand that aspect of it. But more importantly, the 3-3 three, three down, uh, three uh, runs in a row after the interception that ultimately led to a game tying, uh, field goal, uh, with less than four minutes to play. However, on the ensuing, uh, drive Penn state end up capitalizing on a big play over the top. And unfortunately that was the dagger for the Hoosiers. And then on the ensuing, uh, Drive for Indiana. They had the safety there on the sack of Soresby. But, you know, I get the, the negativity, you know, the n- people being negative uh, in that regard when you've suffered, um, a loss that you in some respects could have, should have, would have. Uh, but that doesn't work in the game of football. It, it all comes down. Did you score more than they did? And while at the same time you're disappointed and at the outcome. Uh, You really shouldn't be disappointed by the effort in some respects, overly disappointed other than maybe a series here or there um, uh, with the coaching aspect of stuff. But they're all human beings and they all are, are all fallible. And not one is perfect in any situation, irregardless of what time you team you have. And I guarantee you the Penn State Faithful weren't weren't overly positive either, even with a win. Uh, because if you look at them and Jim James Franklin, they were on him pretty good uh after that ball game, even though they won. But that is college football. That is the world that uh, we all choose to live in, whether you're a fan, player, or coach, um some things uh times it doesn't go the way you want it and therefore it is uh not always a positive when you lose uh on a saturday afternoon i want to thank bet online for sponsoring this episode of the hoosier football tailgate remember the last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off again uh you got the nba nba action you got nfl nhl College football, um, and also the World Series that is running, and game three is tonight. You can get all the stats up to date uh, information on those games, point spreads. Any type of uh, parlay that you're thinking of doing it, you can get it there by with Bet Online. And remember, head over to Bet Online today to get in the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B E B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, on your first deposit, remember, bet online is where the game starts. Now, let's take a look here a little bit at this Indiana game on on Saturday, and talk a little bit more. Maybe look at some statistics, and hopefully get to the coach's room today uh, and take a look about some of this other stuff. But you know, when you look at this ball game. You gotta be pleased with some of the ways the defense played. You gotta be pleased with the way the offensive played. Two areas that I thought well, really three areas that I thought were were the best that they've been in unison thus far. Quarterback play with the exception of one throw, uh, offensive line play. Um, they did a very good job and I think they've shown improvement here over the last few weeks and wide receiver play also came around and especially getting EJ Williams back into the swing of thing as well. Like to see him get some more targets because I think he is a special player. You also see the ability of M- M- McCauley on the outside. Uh, Dequeese Carter had a big play in that ball game o- Omar Cooper. Again, another big play, uh, Uh, You also had Archer back into the swing of things. So there's a lot of positive there in the wide receiver room, the quarterback room, and the offensive line room that you can take from that game Saturday afternoon. My take on the three plays down there after the interception, uh, hindsight being what it is, um, and I'll explain a couple of things there. Number one, uh, the shot that you needed to take there was on first down. Indiana's success rate on first down with taking shots, I believe they were two for two um, on the day. So if you were going to take a shot there, that was a place to take it. They decided to run the football. Then in second down, I believe Penn State did pressure it up pretty good. And then the d- discussion with a redshirt freshman, I know people that like to hear the um, youth factor in the, involved in the game or – you know what do you have to lose well um getting points was the most important part of that of that drive even if it was 3 because that create, creates a tie ball game puts the pressure back on penn state nobody in their right mind would have thought that penn state after they got a first down after then after that ensuing kickoff was going to complete a big bomb down the sideline for a big touchdown and that ultimately became the ultimate dagger that had you know, caused uh, the game to be lost against Indiana on that day. But yes, if you had a chance to do it over, you would have taken at least one shot towards the end zone to give yourself a chance to really have that upper hand, uh, maybe put a little bit more pressure on Penn state. Um, hindsight being what it is, uh, it's easy to be undefeated behind the mic and not understand the total, uh, aspect of that play calling in that arena. I know there was some conversation between coach Kerry coach, uh, Allen and I think coach Allen pretty much stays out of it up to a point unless there's something that he just totally disagrees with but he ultimately was presented with the opportunity option at that point he agreed with it and you play on that's the way it goes so um you got to forget about it and wash wash it. I thought Soresby overall on the day, boy, he grew up a little bit for a redshirt freshman playing in front of 110,000 uh, fans at Penn State. I thought he was composed. I thought he did a lot of good things on the day in terms of his decision-making. He made one bad throw that I guarantee you every quarterback coach in America was screaming, don't throw it over the middle late. And if you look on the tape, had he looked down the field, I think he had... Had uh, Carter that he could have just let one fly and see what happens, but don't throw it over the middle, young buck. You're just not. You know, uh, there's not many quarterbacks in the country that can make a throw like that. And if, if they are, he's, he's wearing 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs. And even at that, he does make some bonehead plays in his quarterback play. But that was the only bad thing on that day. I thought the running game was a pretty decent on the afternoon. Uh, they averaged, you know, he took away the sacks in that regard. Yeah, they're about 4.0. The sacks added up hurting them more the, more so than anything uh, on the rush day. But, it was good to see Henderson get back out there. You had How- Holland. You had uh, Lucas. You had you know Carter. I mean, they, they, they seem to have a more healthier approach in offense uh, in that regard. And I'm going to switch over here, hopefully, uh, to some um, statistical stuff here and see if we can um, get that all shared up on the screen in that regard. Um, and see what we can get here on this. I don't know how good this will or will will not come out, but we'll see. IU had uh, 80 yards total rushing on the day. Um, you know they uh, ultimately had. Um, 80 yards, like I said, there 2.4 on the day. You know the defense did a hell of a job, limited elim, uh, eliminating uh, Penn State's rushing attack uh, pretty much on the day to hold them to 132 yards and only 3.1 to carry. Both quarterbacks I th- played well. Um, sorsby in his day only six incompletions, 269 yards, a long of 90, three touchdowns, and then Aller, another youngin, he had 21, 20 of 30. He had his first pick and 300 passes and I use defense did that. And, uh, he also had three D- TDs on the day along a 57. Of course, you can look at all the different receivers. Pretty well t- uh, spread around. Dol- Donovan McCauley most likely had his best day on the day with four receptions. Uh, Carter as well, three receptions, 104 yards. Uh, Mark Cooper, three receptions, 52 yards. And the biggest thing that you got out of yesterday afternoon, as you look down here at the bottom, we talked about this from the defense's perspective, 168 yards of after contact for indiana uh that's just astounding and then you look at penn state they only had 79 i mean that is a huge differential in that ball game on on saturday that uh, both offense and defense should be very very uh proud of that aspect of things on the afternoon then when you look at the statistics overall on the day iu end up uh garnering a 349 yards of total offense to Penn State's 342. They had a 6.6 to 4.6 average per play, so almost a full two yards more per play. Now, offensive plays, 53 to 74, the biggest part of that is IU was getting their first downs on first and second, and then they had some big plays in there that really limited the number of plays that they had in terms of their drives and such. So, uh, that was the bit why there was a big differential on the number of plays time of possession it was lopsided especially in that first half but it did if you can look here in the second half it did equal out even though there was about a oh um about a 10-minute uh, differential. Again, we talked about that from the first half's perspective. Third down conversions, IU was only 3 of 11 on third downs. Not very good. Penn State was 7 of 18. They were well below their uh, their numbers for the day. Uh, the big thing here, points off a turnover. IU only got 3. Uh, Penn State had 10. And again, the special teams has plagued IU the last few weeks. And if you remember me talking about this more specifically, was that IU had to win the kicking game no matter what. And right now, it's killing them um, in that regard. Um, let's see if I can. No, well, this isn't working the way I thought it was. Uh, let's do this real quick and see if I can get it back up, up, up here. Okay. All righty. Sorry about that. There we go. Back to, uh, t- uh, defense. Casey had a hell of a game. 10 tackles. Um, he had, uh, one and a half tackles for loss on the day. Uh, Toomer had a, a sack full at five total tackles. Carter, he had a great day. Eight tackles. He's probably playing too many snaps. Uh, uh, Tom Allen alluded to that today in the press conference that, um, it wasn't, uh, a great thing to have that many stats snaps for the day um, for uh, um, Carter in that regard, because of that, this is the stat I was talking about earlier. Again, the points off a of turnover 10 to 10 over three there. That wasn't as good of a day for the Hoosiers in that regard. And, you know, um, led to some of the uh, issues that they were having, Um Again, in the special teams, that's really costing them some uh, issues um, in terms of points uh, giving up. And I think today um, on... Saturday, combined with last Saturday, Indiana has given up 17 points in the special teams arena. So, again, not good um, in that regard. They've got to get that corrected. Two muff punts in the two back-to-back weeks that have cost them dearly. Um, fortunately, they had a punt return that that Penn State had on them that was called back for a push in the back. And, again, um Part of that's the punter is out kicking his coverage. Um, you know, one thing I would tell him to do with that regard with him, because he is a heck of a punter, angle that sucker to the boundary. Um, don't give him a chance to return it. Put it on the boundary and 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 get your coverage down there as best you can. But um that didn't you know that helped them because that would have been another huge blow had that occurred uh and there not been a penalty on that particular drive so um but the 17 points has been very costly for them but uh and then the defense i thought they played well they had one blown coverage it was off. I think it was after the muff punt where they had the, the the touchdown in the back of the end zone. He was wide open, and they had a, a miscommunication in their coverage. Hopefully, we can talk a little bit about that here in a second. And I'm gonna try to bring up some film here and uh, get it up on the screen for us and see what we got here. Um, that's not the one I want. Let's go. All right, here's some plays on from Saturday from the coach's room. Here's a third and two for Indiana. This is a well-defended uh, play by Indiana. Great penetration at the point of attack. You can really see the penetration that they get right here, and they do a good job feeling their uh, – or their lanes, and actually Casey comes on the backside and gets it. Um, here's another third and two for Indiana defensively in the first quarter. Zero-zero ball game. Good pressure and then great coverage. Good strip on the boundary there. Um, made a big play um, and forced the punt um, from – uh Penn state. Okay. Here's the big play diagram it here for uh, a second. Let's see here. You can see quite easily that they're in man free coverage, one high safety. You got, you got man down here locked up and uh, tight end is going to come over in motion. This guy is going to come over in and, uh, and uh, cover him and uh, you're going to get uh, – this is Dequise Carter. He's going to run a fade, which is great because that's what Soresby's looking at, that matchup. I'm a little surprised that he didn't take the one-on-one down here because you got the true matchup, and he probably has it an option to go either here or at the top. Now, what he's got to be careful of is he's got to hold that safety with his eyes because this safety can play over the top if if he's not – you know, he can play this way if he's not careful. But this is a great job of him stepping up in the pocket here and making a good throw. Now, you see the backer's walking up. He's coming up. This backer's coming. The front side backer's here. And this backer has got the back there. Sorsby takes a good uh, good play-action fake. Drop gives a hitch and go type of deal, hits him right in stride. And it was a great job of Dequeese making a good job out here on the perimeter. Boom and go. And then he had the one on one at the bottom. And nice little push there by Coop. Another good little push by Coop. Be careful that you don't get called for pushing the back. And a big time play for IU there that stunned Penn State absolutely stunned them and i think this was it shocked them right then from the rest of the day on let's see here okay yeah next play whoops okay here's a third and eight for uh penn state Again, are you bringing some pressure gonna get home on this one again? Just a great game plan by the defensive staff knowing when to do some pressures. They're twisting their front, they're getting guys free and led to a big sack on third and eight after that in initial touchdown uh deal here uh here's the punt, and you know this is what kills you is you, you get a big three and out. It's fourth and 14, and you muff the punt. And, you know, again, just make the right play here, young man. Just call fair catch and and get on the, you know, and and not have it bounce off chest. There, That's a tough one for the kid, and your heart breaks for him because, you know, he, he knows that he's not, you know, that's not what he's wanting to do there. And he took his eyes off the ball for just one second, and it led to, unfortunately, um, the big muff. So here we go. This is the play they score on. You can see IU right now. They're in man, okay? And they're going to ultimately – whoops. I didn't mean to do that. Confirm. They're going to go man here. And what happens is, and this is a good play by um by Penn State. This the, this guy hasn't showed himself yet. So one of these two guys, what he's going to do is he's going to come out here in the flat. Well, he calls probably some type of call to switch it which puts him on him and we should have somebody coming back rotating this way but we don't and what happens is is everybody gets lost and he just sneaks in behind him he's got to be aware of where he is because he's the basic end-all be-all protection but you got two guys on one here one on one here and nobody back there and that's how they got that easy cheap touchdown so um, blown coverage there. Um, that's just something they're going to have to get cleaned up here. Third and three for IU. Again, they had some good day, things on Saturday and some things that the that uh, you like to have back. And here's triple slants. Now, <clears throat> he's looking at Jalen thinking this guy's going to come, and he's going to have Jalen quickly on the slant. In this type of formation, the guy that normally is always open is number two. And I'm going to play this one. And we're going to. And you see Williams is going to be wide open for first down. If he hits him on a throw, boom, I think he's got a chance to go. And that's not to say Jalen doesn't have a chance to go, but he's trying to fit that in a tight window and Jalen is not quite ready for the football, so I really think this ball should go to this cat, you know Williams on the on the double triple slant. So that one there, I think they would want back. This is the one that get the touchdown on. You get a miss tackle, miss, miss. Too many guys leaving their feet. Too many arm tackles. Again, they're just you know they're all trying to leave. You know they're leaving their feet and not trying to run through the guy. And uh, with an out kick coverage, that's what can happen sometimes. But you we got the pushing the back there. Now here's another one. I this is just a great read. Okay, they're gonna run inside zone here. They're bringing a crash from the boundary. I guarantee you he's screaming, crash, 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 and he's going to come out here and settle. Swords beginning to hit it, and the safety doesn't get over the top, and he's all lost up in here. So they blow a coverage, but they see it, and that's the great, great thing there. I mean, that's taking candy from the baby. <laughs> You're talking about being butt naked open, that's it, and that was all a combination of their communication at the line of scrimmage and uh making sure that the, that they were aware of what could potentially happen there. Here's a third and eleven, another decent play gets their gets his hands in on it, and then uh gets the ball back. We're fourteen to seven. it's fourth and three. We're going to go for it. The ball's on. You know, I agree with this call here. It's fourth and three. You're at midfield and – or you're beyond the midfield in the territory, and you're going to try to go for it. You got five wides. You never know. He could turn into a quarterback draw. This is what can't happen. Wasn't ready for it, so the snap hits him. Now he scrambles, gets it out to Henderson, and this one gets reviewed, and you can see – that's the correct call, that he was short. And almost had a great um, a great effort all the way around. And you can see where his elbow is in relationship to the ball. And that's where IU gets drilled on that one. So what's Penn State do? They come right back and they're going to uh, make a big play here. After a holding call, made it second and twenty. They found a guy in the hole. Third and three, again, good, good protection. I mean, uh, good pressure here. Now, this one could have gone either way. I've seen them call it. I've seen them not call it because of its incidental trip. They get their feet tangled up, but they chose to call it for whatever reason, and then they get it in on this play here good second effort, but Indiana at least made them earn those points. Uh, Made them earn them. Then IU tries to come back. Here they get the penalty there on the unnecessary roughness, so they're down here inside the uh, 45, and this is the one right here. I think he may have, when he scrambles here, he may have him in behind him. But he makes, you know, but here's the thing, young man, run the football. Run it. There's no one here. Run. So my old head coach at Ball State would scream at us in film if he would have solved this. He would have told us to run. Get get as much positive yard as you can. Get out of bounds. You're at 107. You got one timeout lot left know the down know the situation know the time and what you're trying to get to you're trying to get in field goal rain he tries to make the pass good db just read his eyes and next thing you know they're going the other way with it so that one really stung that one uh really stung um and i but i think he had the guy behind third and four with 22 seconds left IU brings it up, brings some pressure, zone pressures it, does a great job, and they get it out of bounds. Plus, it was intentional grounding based upon where they're at. So they get the intentional grounding on it, moves it back, and then they hit it up there in the uprights uh, to to take the lead uh, uh, 17 14 at halftime. Then in the second half, here they come. You know, this has happened two weeks in a row. The opposing team has gone down and scored on the second half uh opening drive. Good big uh run there by their quarterback on second and eight. Second and eight here. They this is I mean, again, this is good. they go five wide. Indiana is going to pressure. They're they're looking like they're man across. What he does. And you teach quarterbacks this. He knows where he's protected from, and he knows who's who he's not who is going to be cut loose. So he comes this way to buy time, and he's going to take this guy one on one with him. And he makes a nice kind of back shorter throw here, um, and they make a play there to get the big ten pointer uh, lead, twenty four to fourteen, and just a good play. IU does, this is a nice throw under the boundary by uh, Soresby, I threw it there just because of McCulley and him hooking up on a good route and a good throw this is right after they had uh, scored third and three here again he's too short on his route and he should be above that line there and, and I get why he's trying to get rid of it. And he has this choice here where to throw it. He could have thrown it at the top or the bottom here. He could have probably said on him. But he throws it here a little bit behind Jalen. And, you know, they do a good job of teaming it up and keeping it, keeping IU short there. So they go for it on fourth and three. You got five wide. They look like they're running some type of man-free robber. And that's exactly what they do. He does a great job here. Gets the first down on that one coming down at uh, here. And this is the one that hurt. Here's the one that gets them. They're going to, they end up bringing a guy late off the edge here. So they're bringing this guy and this guy. And then their man, there's nobody in center field. So he's either got to recognize and get out of it. Or if there's not a quick way to get rid of this football, he's got to take it and chuck it out of bounds because you don't want to lose the precious yardage you lose here. Here they come. And see, he's looking. I don't know if he's looking for this guy on a corner route and he's not aware of the situation, but I think he would have probably, you know, he didn't come down here because this guy's free and it may have been in his throwing lane. So, but he's got to, he's got to know that guy's free and not take that sack there. So they tried the field goal, miss it, come back here on a third and six. Now we're in the fourth quarter and get a nice big run up the middle here on third and six. Great call on that one and uh come up now it's first and ten this is a good rpo i believe yep can't tell this i don't think it is an rpo but maybe it is but um They get the one-on-one, this nice throw, nice move by Coop, gets in the end zone, gets it to three, and, you know, everybody's in business. Here's the play that ended up in the uh, interception. He throws it up, make the play, ball's on the 20, just overall great pressure. And uh, I don't know if I've got – you know what we got there with the three runs and the field goal. Oh, here it is right here. This is third and eight after the three runs. Now, explaining the scenario, they didn't want to waste the opportunity. Penn State is probably one of the leading top takeaway teams in the country. They're like a plus 17, they got great pressure packages. And so I use just going to run it here and put themselves in a position. Um, to get the ball towards the middle of the field and nothing really works here. Um, Not the way they liked it to. And they didn't want to waste the opportunity. I get it. I understand it should have took the shot on the uh, first down. And then here's the play that ultimately wins the ball game for the Nittany Lions on a really good throw down the sideline on the just a basic fade route that uh, IU had ran as well on the day. And that unfortunately ended that game and, uh, you know, a hard game to lose for IU. They're playing the 10th ranked team in the country. They give them everything they can handle. It comes down to a couple plays like every game does. Uh, when you sit back and really watch it, like last week, it came down to three plays and, you know, this week came down to about two plays in in that regard and, in know, why it ended up in a loss for Indiana. So, got to flush it now. They've got to move on to Wisconsin this week. We're going to have we'll be back on Thursday for our Wisconsin preview of the Badgers who lost to Ohio State this past week. Had some injuries. They're I think their big running back got hurt. Quarterback different. Phil Longo's the uh, O.C. up there, and you know he's trying to put in a new offense, a new philosophy for Wisconsin that it goes away from their ground-and-pound attack that they've normally been known for, Lou Fickle's first year. They're coming into Bloomington on Saturday, but we'll have all that. For you uh, on Thursday in our uh, Hoosier football tailgate uh, Wisconsin preview. Remember, bet online is the number one source for all things sports wagering. Got the big. Uh, World Series game three tonight. You can get in there and get all the information you need in terms of stats and up-to-date news in terms of player availability or non-availability for this big game, as well as the other games that are going on this week in the NBA, NHL, and then of course college football. And every night probably again this week, you can get there at Bet Online. Remember, Bet Online is where the game starts. And wanna thanks Bet Online again for our sponsorship of today's show. But for now, I'm the coach Shannon Griffith. Thanks for watching on the Hoosier Football Tailgate right here on the Believe Network. Good night, everybody.